Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-968. All right. Eric Crawford going to join us, and we uh, roll on here on this uh, We Want to Know Wednesday. we got good We Want to Know Wednesday stuff coming up, too. Some of you may know about... Uh... Yes, for the people texting me, I said it at the time. We played Seth Greenberg again. Gosh, people are asking me. I, do you think this guy was serious? I think he was a joke, right? Hey, guys, I like Seth as much as... The, oh, okay. He was being funny. Whew. I like him much as anybody, but two days in a row, you just wound up repeating yourself. Yes, get it. Okay. Hey, guys, see, I, I sometimes I don't even get the show. I have to I have to rein myself in. So there you go. All right, Eric Crawford joins us right now. Got to see him at the game last night. I'm going to talk about Duke before I talk about Louisville. They, they, they got injury issues. Um, they, they, it reared its ugly head again yesterday. Um, the, 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 they had an injury. Um, um, oh, what the hell's the name of the kid came out went went out of the game again? You know, what I mean, he was he Roach. Yes, Roach. Thank you. Who's a very good player? Thank you about that, Eric. And he went out. Mitchell played, and he's just came back, and he was really good at the start of the game. When they're healthy, I think they're as good as Donnie or anybody in the country. Filipowski didn't even really have a good game, and they won uh, pretty handily. What was your takeaway from Duke? Do you put them in the same class of the Carolinas and the um, the Yukons and the and the Purdue's? Well, yeah, uh, because they've got now, like you said, they've got to have all their players. But you look at the level he recruits at. I mean, they are, if those rankings mean anything, and we know how that goes, but uh, they have a lot of talented guys. And um, they're guys who I thought from time to time, even if it wasn't a great offensive possession, they can still make the shot at the end of it. So what are you going to do? I think they're good. I think they're they're a tournament team. What are they? Are they, are they ranked right now top fifteen in the, or something like that? Top twenty in the country. Uh, they could be a top ten team if they keep improving. Um, you know, they could be one of those teams that 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 catches fire. They certainly have the talent, and if you have the players, then you're always dangerous. And that that's the key with them. He, he's done a great job. You know, just just getting talent. It's. Uh, um... You know, it, I think they came into the game with a little bit of a sense of urgency. They lost at home to Pitt after they'd been on a seven-game losing streak. They weren't sure, you know, that they were going to have their whole uh, contingent of players. Uh, but they got Mitchell come back from an injury and played well. And then Tyrese Proctor had a career-high 24 points, which gives you an idea about the depth of the team. Yeah. Uh, and I think that may be one of the, the, the strong points. What, do you, what did you take away – I don't know. I didn't even had to ask the question about Louisville. Other than, let me start with something nice. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, you got to tip your hat to that young man. After last year, he has really just laid it on the line this year, and he had a really good game and seems to be bringing the right amount of emotion and energy to the team a lot more often than he doesn't. Yeah, he's become a go-to guy, and to Louisville's credit, they they're going to it. You know, they'll, they'll go to him when they get in a tough situation, and they'll come down instead of throwing up a a wild jumper, he'll get the ball in the lane and be able to go to work. Uh, his teammates are, trust him, and I, I give him a ton of credit. I mean, twenty and eleven against Filipowski—that's that's as you know what what do you want from a guy? That, that's that's legit. So he helped himself last night, and he has become a guy that Louisville can go to when it needs a basket. So it, it doesn't take much of that to to be able to kind of put the the makings of a real offense on the on the floor, and I think Louisville 
you know, offensively, they've looked better. And uh, and I thought they did last night. I'm happy for him that it's going well. Um, I thought Sky Clark played fairly well last night. Uh, he turned over a few times, but he had the ball a lot. I thought his, his offensive, his shot selection was better than it's been. He made some of them, which always makes you, you look better. So I thought that was good. The problem is that I just thought Duke got that 18-point lead without even really breaking a sweat. It wasn't like some dramatic run. They just kind of played their game and got up 18. It's like watching a, a racehorse on the backside just lope along and stretch it out on on them. And, you know, Louisville just can't keep getting down 18. It's not That's not a recipe. They're playing really good teams. Uh, you would hope that when they play some of these other teams in the league, that's not the case. But I'd like to see a game where they, you know, they don't get down you know, 16, 18 points and see what they can do in crunch time. Well, the one game that they didn't is the game they won. And that was yeah. because Mike James came out all of a sudden like uh, Steph Curry and they got the lead on Miami. And then that was good enough for them to get to the finish line and win that game. But, I mean, I, if we had the answer, I'm sure – uh, Kenny would give us a lot of money to, to share it with him, but they he changes lineups. They just keep starting. They have a stretch in the first half where they just go and get swamped. And I, I don't. I wish I could give you the answer other than I don't know what if it's what they're doing that's so bad. It's how they're doing it. And I offer as evidence the fact that the first six baskets, seven baskets Duke made, six of them were layups or dunks off of high ball screens. They just kept scoring the yeah. exact same way. And then when Louisville went to the zone, they didn't put any ball pressure on and so you got a great shooting team like duke if you're letting them just pass the ball wherever the hell they want those guys are going to make shots so i i don't think it was a bad decision to go zone and it wasn't necessarily a bad decision to try and force them to to play you know take it inside the three-point line because they got buried by wake but how you do it makes all the difference and they're not doing it with much of an effective cohesion i guess would be the way i'd put it what say you yeah and i also i, I thought they they were a little bit fortunate last night because Duke missed some really good looks yeah. from the outside that Wake wasn't missing. And, I, of course, give Wake credit. A lot of teams don't shoot that percentage in, in warm-ups from three. But uh, but that, that is a problem. But it's interesting because I, I, I shot, I photographed the first half of the Louisville game, then I went back to the press room and I watched Kentucky in the second half because I was going to write Kentucky regardless and, and have Bozich write Louisville – you know, which we have been doing lately. And I'm watching Kentucky defensively and Louisville defensively on two different screens. And I'm like, the same thing's happening to both of these teams. They're, yeah. they're both, they're giving up, you know, they're giving up drives. They're not, they're not guarding ball screen the right way. They're giving up open threes. Uh, and I'm like, that just happened on the other screen. Um, <laughs> so now Kentucky's infinitely more talented and has a lot more players to throw out there at the problem. But, uh, but it was funny watching those two games. I'm like, am I crazy? Am I just remembering what happened in another game in this one? But, but uh, you know, these defensive issues are are things that can be fixed, I guess. But you just you just question why they're there even at this point in the season. Although I guess both teams are pretty young. I, that is interesting. She said, "Just well, you watched much of the Kentucky game. I obviously didn't see any of it. We were on the air. But uh, and that's again, it, it, there is another similarity." Nobody likes to lose, and, and obviously that's true for anybody. And, and so Louisville losing again is disturbing. But to me, what I said is disturbing is how they're losing. And to some degree, you can make the case for Kentucky as well. I mean, the highest-scoring team in the country only scores 62 points. They seemingly got, I guess, by your column, out-toughed, and they got beat pretty handily there. So, I mean, how concerned are you about that? It's concern. I mean, it always helps have good players, and they do have good players. But Tennessee is going to be the same kind of team. Uh, Auburn is going to do the same kind of thing. So they've got to figure out a way to win those those physical battles. They have their own athleticism and their own ways to match it. And I, I thought, you know, this was a game that looked like where Kentucky just got punched in the mouth and they missed seven or eight shots late in the half and gave up the lead and it kind of kind of shook them a little bit. But they were something like eight of twenty one on layups. Mm. which is just a sign that you've been intimidated or worried about contact around the basket or whatever. So I don't think that's something that will continue. But they're going to be a team that, you know, they, they, they're not going to score 62 points and beat anybody. <laughs> they've, got to, they've got to get that offense going and, and uh, just improve incrementally on defense. But 
Yeah, it is a concern when you, when you see that, and you've seen it now, back-to-back road games in conference, Texas A&M and, and South Carolina, both look like the Globetrotters out there playing against them offensively. <laughs> and, that, you know, that's that's not good, to, you know, as good as Kentucky is offensively. Well, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, uh, my, my old producer at the network used to have a great bit. When, we, when the playoffs would come around, no matter what the playoff you know, uh, uh, situation was like it could be game four and a team one to go up uh, three games to one, or it, you know, it was it was uh, two, uh, one one and then the one team one game three to go up two one. He w- he would start when he gave me the result by saying, you know, so and so Philadelphia is now clearly in control of the series because that's what everybody does in playoff series. I don't want to fall victim to that because, I, it, but this has been a rough stretch for Kentucky. But I said I thought that they were legitimate Final Four contenders, and now I remember in the preseason they were picked what fourth in the league. I think that's yep. right. Maybe is that right? Do you think is that a good projection? Yeah, well, they, and they were like 15th, 16th in the country, and. They're like 20th in the analytics. The analytics have never bought in on Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't know what's right. I just know, you know, they have a team uh, kind of like some of these others you watch, but even if they come down and don't run good offense, they have guys that you can be all draped all over them. They're still making a shot. Right. And and if you can do that and you're in a close game at tournament time, uh, it bodes well for you. But they, you do have to find a way to get some stops, just enough stops, and get rebounds. They got out rebounded last night at South Carolina. Uh, I, I do think they'll work it out. They have some bigs, and you know, they, they, there are some things that, that Calipari can do with this group. But you know, there's there's they're a puzzle just like everybody else that has to be worked. That it's not just like you very rarely pour the pieces out of the box and they all fit together, and you're like, well, there's nothing to do. You, you gotta you gotta fit it all together, and and uh, that's he'll have to do that with this group. They go to Arkansas, who's just ten and yeah. eight overall. How dangerous is that game for them? You think they are? Well, ESPN's predictor has them as a two third chance to win the game. Well, they had a pretty good chance to win the game at, at Columbia too. The only thing about Fayetteville is such a hard place to play, and they get they'll get so fired up for Kentucky. I'm not paying any attention to Arkansas. I thought they were going to be really good. I mean, all I heard from Louisville fans was how good a job he did in the portal and L. Ellis, oh my gosh, look what he's doing and you know, now L isn't playing and and, uh, and they're not that good. So uh, I do expect they'll address some of the things that happened in this last game. Arkansas is not the same kind of team as South Carolina. I don't think they're going to beat them up physically. They like to get out and run too and I don't think that's you know, a proverbial pouring gasoline on the fire uh, against a team like Kentucky. So I would suspect Kentucky will win that game, and the style will be more, more to its liking. See how it plays out. Eric Crawford with us, Smush from uh, WDRB, joining us here as we talk about the two local teams um, last night, both on the losing end. A lot of teams on the losing end in recent uh, days uh, that are nationally ranked, and it continued last night. Oklahoma got beat by double digits at home. Um, again, I think we've kind of talked about this in the past, but it just continues here. Uh, I mean, how when does the picture clear up for college basketball, or is this going to be what it is? I mean, in terms of legitimate contenders i would think you've got uconn and purdue and uh uh, north carolina in my book i had kentucky on that list i don't know maybe that gets some doubt kansas i don't know maybe that creates some doubt i haven't seen houston enough other than the times i have they look like they struggle offensively but how many legit national contenders do you think there are in the bunch well i think i think all those you mentioned i think everybody that we're seeing the top 10 or 12 uh can do it because there's you know, everybody's going to have to improve between now and then, and some things are going to come together for people. But I, you know, UConn's really good. I know that much. Yep. I feel pretty confident with UConn. I feel pretty confident, you know, I, with who else? I don't know if I feel pretty confident with anybody else. Purdue, just based on recent, you know, and, and the struggles in the tournament, you can't ever feel confident with them. Kentucky, it's been shaking a little bit in the last couple weeks. Uh, North Carolina is really good, but but you know, look what Kentucky did to North Carolina. I mean, that you know that's in there. I think Kansas is a pretty safe is a pretty safe uh, candidate. I watched them against Cincinnati. They didn't just blow Cincinnati away, but that league's really good, and you know everybody can play. So uh, that may help them in the end. 
Buddy, it was great to see you last night. I will uh, – I don't know when I'll see you next, but um, – because I'm not at the game Saturday, and then they're on the road to Clemson, so maybe a couple of weeks, but I'm sure we'll talk between now and then on the show. So, as always, yes, we sir. appreciate it. Thanks so much. I will hold down the fort. a boy. Thanks, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Eric Crawford. We like talking to him. He's a good boy. We like Eric Crawford. I just got the tweet up. That said what? Join us? Yeah, it said Eric Crawford's on the show. Well, he's not. He told the fib. Well, because uh, I was doing one for the rest of the show, and I was you're, trying you're to... You're kind of crotchety today. You uh, know? I was trying to find a photo of Nikki Cass, because we're going to play... Oh, yeah, that's coming up right now. Yeah, I spent way too much time doing that. By the way, by the way, I don't know if you saw the Bourbon and Beyond lineup. I heard. I think you've heard of some of these guys. Yeah, no, they're, they're playing to my demographic for some inexplicable reason. All right, we're going to go through the first 12 acts. And you tell me how many of them you know. Okay. Or you've heard of. Okay. Because I think you've heard of some of these. Zach Bryan. Yes. Okay, one. Oh, wait a minute. Say it again. Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan? Yeah. No, don't know him. You, 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 no, no. I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I know Zach Brown. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm not sure I know Zach Bryan yeah. either. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dave Matthews, man. Oh, definitely. All right, Tyler Childers. No. You've heard of him. No. Neil Young? Oh, certainly. Beck? Yes. Matchbox 20? Oh, yeah. The National? No. That was the sports magazine that went bankrupt. <laughs> My Morning Jacket? No. You've heard of them. No. Why do you keep telling me things because when you I give have. you the answer and I don't know who they are? The War on Drugs. That was a, a, a public service thing that they went along with just say no. Oh, you mean a music act? No. Don't know that. Whiskey Myers. No. Cody Jinks. Some reason I've heard of he or they. I don't really? know anything about them. Because I, I, like, I haven't. Like, why do I know that? Don't feel bad because I, I haven't heard of the I last I don't know three. why I've heard of them. I, I must have stumbled the on them somewhere. don't know who they are. I've heard of the War on Drugs, but I, I couldn't no. tell you a song they did. Okay. Uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band. Uh, we, they did our move from Pennsylvania to New York. That's not the right one. Oh, well, <sighs> I guess that's not it then. Black Pumas. I've heard of them. They're I, terrific. I wore them for two years in high school. Uh, you've heard of these guys, the Beach Boys? Oh, yeah. Let's see if we can get Brian Wilson on the show. <laughs> Mountain Joy? Uh, that's the other one. Sometimes you feel like a nut, nut sometimes you don't. Mountain Joy's got nuts. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, uh, no. That's all right. It's Almond Joy. Fleet Foxes? Nope. Young the Giant? I've heard of them. Yeah. You've I, heard of them? I have. Marin Morris? Nope. Haven't heard of her either. The Head in the Heart? That sounds like a very very badly budgeted porno movie go ahead teddy swims no nope. melissa etheridge oh yeah right why is she so far down the card shouldn't she I be don't up know. higher coy wetzel no nope. milky chance another badly financed porn movie <laughs> how many of these acts would be badly financed porn movies do you think <laughs> this just says tbd maybe that's actually the band i bet you it is uh chris isaac oh yeah uh, Lyle Lovett. Oh, sure. Was married to uh, Julia Roberts at one time. I am excited for this. Okay. Um, Kaleo. They, they play... Isn't that the thing you put in coffee? They're from Iceland. Oh, I love Iceland. Yeah, and the lead singer might be one of the most handsome men I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, you told me about him, yeah. Yeah, he is just insanely hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw them with my is ex. Is their music any good? No, they, they're better live than they are recorded. They wow. are. They, like, that's how good they are. They, I can't say enough good things about Kaleo. Kaleo is amazing. Who? Kaleo. I, just, I took, I put all, or James had to talk to me. And then no, I because put it's my, my show. Everybody has to come in. Sure. And all I heard was, he's hot. And I was like, oh. What, yeah, no, huh? he told me this once before. He said, this is one of the most no. handsome. I, there's a man secure in his masculinity when he could tell you this is one of the most handsome men he's ever seen. I give him credit. No, for yeah, him seriously, look this dude up. The lead singer of Kaleo. Like, he's got, like, the best jawline I've ever seen. And the dude can sing. And he, like, dude, the guy just has to be absolutely swimming in it. God bless him. Um, Success, I mean. Yeah, Yeah. that's what you meant, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sierra Farrell. Okay, don't know who that is. Charles Wellesley Godwin. Wasn't that the guy who's on Match Game? (laughs) Charles Nelson Riley. (laughs) Shane Smith and the Saints. Nope, don't know. Oh, why have I heard? No, I don't think I've heard of him. Uh, Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers. Bruce Hornsby has a new band now. I guess. Did so. you and I've met him? Really? Yes. Quick story. In North in uh, in uh, Virginia Beach, they have a sports festival day, which is really very very cool. We should do something like that here, and they bring in big name speakers, and I got to be the well. 
they they have a breakfast. They do a breakfast. They do a lunch, and they do a dinner. And the dinner is the big thing. Nice. Okay. okay. So the breakfast, Lefty Drizel spoke at. I was the speaker at lunch, and I was the MC for the dinner. Okay. Tony, right. Tony Larusa was the featured speaker. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. the thing. Ends. We're we're all together. We're having a great time. I got to spend the whole day with Tony. He was very entertaining and funny and very bright man. And sp- sometime with Lefty, and we're sitting in the lobby of this hotel. It's after the thing's over. Nobody can leave. They're not going to get a flight at that time. It's ten fifteen at night. And I don't know. We're talking about music and crap and and um, and. Uh, uh, Somebody, I don't know, saying people that they like or whatever. And LaRusa just casually, somebody mentioned, you know, I like that Bruce Hornsby in the range. And LaRusa said, oh, he's a friend of mine. He lives right near here. So they said, get out of here. He said, yeah, he lives in Williams, right near Williamsburg. We were in Virginia Beach. He said, hang on. He gets up from the table. He calls him. He says, yeah, he was playing at a little club. He's finished, though. He said, he'll come right over. So we waited like 20 minutes, and who comes walking in the door but Bruce Hornsby? And he spent really? the night with us talking and visiting. And, you know, I'm curious. And so once I got comfortable, I was asking him questions like who he recorded with. And I, he, had, he had played with uh, Eric Clapton. And, you know, Eric Clapton was regarded as, like, one of the great guitarists of all time. Right. So I said, was he really that good? He said he was good. But when he came in, the first thing he said to me, God, I can't say the word on the air, so I'll edit it. He said, he clapped and said to me, you're not going to ask me to play all that crazy spit, are you? (laughs) (laughs) So so I was like, yeah, that was pretty funny. Those are the kind of stories you like. So, yeah, I got to know uh, Hornsby. That was fun. So he's a nice guy. Oh, very nice. So maybe you think he would come on the air with us again? I I could probably reach out to his people. Probably. He likes sports. That's why he's friends with uh, uh, La Russa. I've heard of him, but I don't know any of his stuff. Hornsby in the range? That's know. just the way it is. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, doo, doo. okay, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. So. Tanner's nodding, nodding approvingly. Yeah, I think uh, Nas has a song with that beat to it. I think it's Nas. No, I, th- I think he it's samples Tupac. it. Is that yeah. what? Oh, Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're Tupac. right. Yeah, yeah, kids it. talk about changes. Yeah. So. I see no changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you started That's singing it. that, I was like, I thought Tupac made that, but then I was like, wait, the power of producing and making go. beats. Yeah. Very nice. All right. That's the show's still not over. How many more acts we got here? Oh no, there's there's a ton, but I but I kind of stopped. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find another one that you would know, and I'm not trying to be a wise ass. I saw. I'm trying to find another one. Liberace, I would know. Liberace's dead. But, I uh, saw X Ambassadors. Yeah, I've heard of them. X Ambassadors. Um, sale? No. Something. Molly Tuttle, isn't that somebody in no. the Golden Highway? No. Again, sounds like a very poorly financed board. Beth movie. Hart. No. Nope. JJ Gray and Mofro. No. Nope. Sunny Day Real Estate. That's actually one of the sponsors. <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. Nope. Lucius. Uh, Corey Wong. Mm-mm. The Wallflowers. Nope. Larkin Poe. No. I, I don't know any of these people either. Like I'm, I'm sure they're they're great in their own. You know that's one of the great things about going to these festivals. You find new artists. Uh, Alan Stone. Wilder Woods. Nico Moon. Josh Ritter in the Royal City Band. Right, that's enough, because you can just be reading Larry the phone Fleet, book now. Matt Kearney, Arlo Parks, His Golden Messenger. Just going to keep going. Simifunk, Future Birds, Wyatt Flores, Patti Smith, Breland, Smith & Myers, The Bacon Brothers. Valley Stream, Freeport, Belmore, Merrick. <laughs> Wontaw, Seaford, Belmore, Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Lindenhurst, Bab- Copenhagen, Babylon. Oh. All others, please change at Jamaica. <laughs> Katie Tunstall. I've heard of her. Good. Okay, here is... Soul Asylum. Right, I think I've heard of them, Here too. is uh, our guy, Nikki Cass, doing why I, I sometimes approach sports talk radio with great trepidation. Because this, unfortunately to me, is what a lot of sports talk radio sounds like. Here's my guy, Nikki Cass. <laughs> that video makes me miss living in Connecticut oh, and listening to the fan. Oh, WFAN. Francesca. 
oh my god, I miss those days. Because no. I'm not even a New York fan, but it was always just like, tune in, let's listen to some New Yorkers get mad. Just to listen to, <laughs> yeah, listen to them yelling. He's, uh, he got, actually, what he started doing these things, I think, is that he was a pretty good baseball player. He played in college, small college baseball. And he played on travel teams with a lot of kids from the South. And he said they thought, they just loved to hear him talk. He, he has, I mean, he exaggerates when he does his characters, but he definitely has a New York accent. So he's like, I realized people are amused by that for the same reason they're amused by Nicky to boot when we exaggerate right. the character here. So he's got a whole slew of characters. Very few people. I'm amused by a lot of things and I'll watch, but very few things make me laugh out loud. He makes me laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. He's highly, got this whole parallel universe working that's a riot. I have a, a you guys got to go to his YouTube. It was a big thing with me and Gage over the summer. It was he did, um, he did, it's called Nicky Breaks 90, where he tries yeah. to break oh, 90 yeah. in the golf course. Yeah. And man, it made me feel so much better when I was like, I can't break 90. And then I'd watch his videos. I'm like, all right, I'm not as bad as Nicky Cass, <laughs> but he's so funny. It's he's just, just oh, it's really, he's got, he's it's good. all, most of his videos are about either being Italian, food, or sports. And he's got this scenario he sets up where he's like Walter Mitty in his backyard. He's playing football and ba- baseball and hockey, and he's acting like a referee and a coach, and his neighbor is is just it's driving him nuts because he's like I'm going to catch him I don't know what the hell he's doing this kid he's always talking to his wife Diane who's never on the screen Diane look at his blank look at his blank look at his blanket guy today the one about the Super Bowl makes me crack up because he says up oh, the game started up <laughs> oh, the game started it's just the, the, the best the best is so part good. is just like oh what am I doing Diane oh I'm just sitting by the window it, it's the Super Bowl he's got to be doing <laughs> something. Do something it's very funny Nikki Cass you can find his name is Nick Cassano, and he's uh, from up, Upper North of New York City, not really upstate, of Nyack, New York, and he uh, does a very funny thing. So. Played uh, college baseball at SUNY. New Paltz. New Paltz, yeah. There you go. Division three school. All right, what do we Do you think uh, he'd play on our softball team, Tanner, if we asked him? He Maybe. might. He's, he's asking he's to bring the Stanley might. Cup. I, I, he did a video where he got the National Hockey League to bring. Now, there's more than one Stanley Cup. They have touring cups. Yeah. And, but I don't care. He got one of them brought to his yard. Which drives his neighbor out of his mind. He's got the truck and <laughs> hockey players go the whole lives and they don't never touch, touch that. that thing. Yeah, it was pretty funny, very funny indeed. All right, uh, get a bottom of the hour break. Uh, I think I'm going to do a uh, a spontaneous parlay here, but I'm also going to do an experiment for you, give you an idea how difficult it is to hit parlays, which is what um, uh, Neil Greenberg was talking about because. Uh, well, I'll do it when we come back. We'll do that on the other side. We've got a lot of stuff coming up here. So uh, you want to stay with us here on this uh, We Want to Know Wednesday on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. All right, so here's why it's difficult to win a parlay. Okay? Let's say, and and keep in mind, I'm going to really skew this. So we might win one or two here. But let's say you have a game that you think there's an 80% chance you're going to win. That's really high. I mean, and especially when you get to conference play right now, you'll have a hard time finding those. But let's say that you manage somehow. To find 10 games that you think you have an 80% chance to win. Okay? I'm going to give... I have a random number generator on my phone. Okay. And I'm, that means 1 through 10. I'm, we're going to hit the random number generator. And if it comes up 1 through 8, you'd win that game. Okay. Let's see how, if we can get to 10 in a row. We'll try it a couple times. Ready? First game. The number? 3. Win. 2. Win. 6. Win. 3. No. 7. Win. 4. Nice. No. Nice. One win, five and zero, oh. six, six and zero, oh. oh. 
Five, seven, and oh. Oh, my God. Eight, eight, no. Five, nine, and oh. Four, ten, and oh. Winner. We're rich. How about that? Wow, we could live like kings. Try it again. Next gun. Uh, let's see. Eight, one, and oh. Four, two, and oh. Two, three, and oh. This thing's not working. Five, four, and oh. Four. Immediately goes to bed, MGM. Six, and starts gambling three, his ass off. Six, one, four. I don't think this random number is working. I'm going to go to another one. So what I'm hearing is parlays are really, yeah. really Parlay, easy. Parlays are <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying that. Let's try this one. Here, let's, let's, because that's a, there's different, you know, they generate the set, they generate the number differently. I was reading about how, how your computer does, that one did it by sound. I don't know what that means. A sound goes in, so maybe the, the sound in here generated small numbers. I don't know. Let's go see. We'll try it again. If it happens again, then hell, we're going to. Well, that's why I do it, everyone. So I gave you nine the other day. Here's a different random number generator, one through ten. Let's see what we get. Ready? First one is. <laughs> we lose ten. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. So that parlay's over. Second parlay, five. One and oh. Ten. Loser again. Damn. This one, five. Next number, Two, two and oh. Nine. Loser. I want to do something. This is stupid. So, I mean, this, this is obviously, I hate to say it, this is probably a little bit more accurate. There's two in a row. Eight, three in a row. Three, four in a row. Two, five in a row. Five, six in a row. Two, seven in a row. Ten. Loser. Oh. I mean, that gives you an idea how hard it really is. But it was so easy the first two times. Because I think that it's first easy. first website thing sucks. No, I think that's that, how I, they get you. Yeah. That's how they get you. You win. You sign up. You win your first two bets. You're like, I'm awesome. I'm the I'm best amazing. gambler yeah. ever. Oh, my God. I'm broke. I oh. can't pay for groceries or rent. <laughs> <laughs> I want to flush $5 down the toilet. Did you guys see, though? You, you, wait a minute. What's this? Huh? I want to flush uh, $5 down the toilet. Why? I am going to go through the NBA. Okay. I'm going to take oh, how many there. games? Give me a number of games tonight. Well, you going to do money line? Money line in the NBA, no. you're, you're, just, you're definitely throwing your money. No, you no, I'm doing spreads. More than three. I'm doing spreads. Spreads are even worse. So I'm going to do five games, oh, no, okay. random number generator. I'll tell you what, One whatever you're going to do, give me 10 bucks. I'll take the action right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play the play part of the house. All right, I'm, let me go. Oh, I'm getting it up here. I'm Get a number here. generator, one or two. One means I'll take the home team, or I mean the away team. Two means I'll take the home with team. the spread. Yeah, with the spread. This has absolutely no, no chance. <laughs> how many? How many games you could try and play? Uh, five. We'll do yeah, five. You'd be lucky to win two. All right, here we go. All right, ready? Wait a minute. I gotta get the random number generator. You, which random number generator do you want? The first one that gives you all low numbers, or the second one that gives you all high numbers? Well, no, just one or two, or odds or evens. That's fine. You no, can do, do, do the do, ten one. You want me to use the dice? I can roll the dice. I have a dice. I got all sorts of number generators in here. Which one do you <laughs> yeah, want? That's fine. Do do do, do the dice right, or a coin. Go. I don't know. Do you no, have a coin? I, I used to have that too, but I, I prefer dice. Which, by the way, I learned how, why board games fascinating. That we want to know Wednesday it's about board games. Let me slip a little fact in here. Do you ever play uh, uh, Life, the game of life? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's got, what does it have in the middle? It's got the... The little spinner, spinner thing, yeah. Right? That's because that goes back to a game that was invented by Milton Bradley way back. It was called the Unpredictable or Something Game of Life. And uh, it really was very different than the game that ultimately you know today as the game of life. But they used to have spinners in those games because dice were connotative of... Gambling. Gambling. Really, and these games they didn't want, so they—that's why all these stupid games had spinners. Which what's better, spinners or dice? Dice, not even close. I won't won't even entertain a a, a thought about that. Is Engager? um, Is Mike still back there too? Did he leave? He is. I can't see. He's back there. Okay, all right. We got both of our guys. All right, good, beautiful. Um, Intern Cowboy, by the way, because he's a uh, he hates the Cowboys. And he's a McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, because the last name is McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Anyway, what a bit of irony. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's intern cowboy. We haven't uh, come up with a name for Gager yet. Okay. Um, it is. We want to know Wednesday, so I need you guys to come up with some. We want to know Wednesday facts. Hey, don't I got plenty? Don't no, 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 there. no. They always, they do it every week, and I they got, do a very good job of it. I got yeah, two debatable. ones that I found out last night. Two ones. These were you say when you were nice. a baby. Nice. Two ones. Yeah. That's what he used to say. Yeah, I love two. that. Very good. Well, I was gonna See, say door, that was good. That was entertaining. I, I was gonna bring this up. Um, before I do my like burning money parlay, okay, um, is or is not 
the popper in trouble the best dice. The worst, see, okay, that's why I said it because I knew you hate it. I hate it. I, no, no, you hate the travel hate, version. Yeah, well, the one you hit it, the, the travel you version. You got to hit it with some conviction. You can't hit it so you destroy the game. If the travel I one. I beat the crap out of that. If thing. you hit the travel one and it comes up six, the next roll always, always. Is one. Comes up one. And yeah. we did a pretty good scientific experiment about that. Let's put it this way. It happened if about you, 90% of the time. Yes. If you if you do it 10 times and it comes up 1-9, you know, it comes up on the number 1-9 of those times, the thing is not working properly. Well, that's why you got to hit it. Come up, you got to really or, hit it. Or you take a regular dice, just roll it. But but the pop. I mean, in the regular in the regular trouble. The travel version, yeah, it was kind of trucked up. All right, here we go. You ready? Odds and evens. I got one dice right here. All right, here. What, 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 which is what? Odd. It is odd home, odds away team, evens home team. Okay. Uh, odd, odd, wait a minute, say it again. Odd, odd is, should be away. Yeah, even, even is home. home. Yeah, All right, first saying. game, number? First game, Hornets at Pistons. Hornets getting two and a half on the road. Uh, take the home team. So home team. Uh, number two. All right, I, I already think I'm going to lose. Um, all right, T-Wolves heading to the Wizards. Minnesota's laying 11 and a half on the road. Take the home team. Two point takes another oh, even. God. <laughs> okay. Let me go back. Okay. The app is freezing because it doesn't want me to do this. <laughs> Venom Jam is like, we want you to come back. Don't do this, you stupid bastard. <laughs> uh, Grizzlies at Heat. Grizzlies getting 10 and a half on the road without John Morant. Uh, take the home team, four. Another even number. Three straight even numbers. Well, I do kind of like that. I mean, there is a massive advantage for home teams in the NBA. So, I mean. Okay. So that's what you asked me to do this, this foolish exercise to just give money away. Let me help you. All right. <laughs> Next game is what? Uh, Portland at Houston. Portland uh, gets 10 and a half on the road. And this one is take their odd away team because there's no way Portland's going to cover that. They're yep. going to lose by 25. <laughs> Okay, what do you got next? And last but not least, uh, Doc Rivers, the new head coach of the Bucks. He hosts the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Cavs are getting six and a half on the road. No one says. Odd is away, even is home. Take the home team. He has a successful debut. All right, there we go. Do I want to? No, because I'll do a separate bet. That'll be one of my Santa Claus bets, the Sons of the Mavericks. All right, so oh, this is a cool app. Look, you can change the background for the dice. Oh, I got an odds boost token. Why the hell not? Sure, that's such scientific work you did there. Neil Greenberg is. It's a good thing he's not dead because he'd be spinning <laughs> like a rotisserie in his grave right now. All right, here is my spontaneous <laughs> pace twenty three to one. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. If, imagine if you win that, and you'll say, "Why do you only bet five? <laughs> All right, five dollars flushing five dollars down the drain. Yeah, good for you. All right, let's do let's do uh, bet MG, uh, bet MGM here and see what we get. Here is our spontaneous parlay in the world of college basketball. Boy, is this going to be tough! I'll tell you that based on what we're seeing, because upsets all over the jurnt. So let's see what we got. All right, okay, here we go. That's NBA. We don't want that. NCAA men. That's still the NBA. There we go. All right. Uh, VMI hosting East Tennessee State. You know, I only try and take home teams. VMI is getting 10 at home. I will avoid that. Providence at Seton Hall. Seton Hall's laying four and a half. I would avoid that. UNC Asheville hosts Radford. They're laying five and a half. Keep that in the back of our mind. LSU goes to Georgia. Georgia is a three and a half point favorite. Keep that in the back of our mind. Kennesaw State at home, laying six and a half to North Alabama. I saw Kennesaw State early. They look good. Hmm. What's their record? Look those games up. Which ones? Kennesaw State, North Alabama. Kennesaw State. State. I mean, it's a very unscientific method, but I like home teams with winning records. That's where I generally try not to consider them. Kennesaw State this year is 13 and 6. Yeah, pretty good. That's a possibility. We're going to put that as a... Maybe. North Alabama is 7-12. and 12. I'm digging that. Temple at home is a one-and-a-half point underdog. They're getting points at home against South Florida. South Florida has played way better than people giving them credit for. South Florida is 11-5. and five. Wow. What's Temple? 8-11. and 11. Tough at home, though. Temple and Philly, tough. Put that on hold. Uh, South Carolina, upstate and high point. I don't know a thing about either of these teams. But the visitor is the favorite there, so I think I might have South Carolina, that. upstate. Yeah, against High Point. So Where is High Point? North Carolina. Also, okay. 
High Point is 16 and 4. Whoa. USC Upstate is 6 and 12. Wow. Can you win on the road? Should I trust the uh, lock and say that the home court's not going to matter there? Can't know your inner lock. 16 and 4. What they? conference is High that? High Point is 16 and 4? 16 and 4. God damn it. That was where uh, um, Tubby finished his career. Yeah, that's right. What conference is that? You I'm keep lo- asking me and I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to find this out because I have no idea. Tanner, do you have any idea? I High think Point it might be upstate? the... Um, Horizon? No. No. It's the... Coastal? No. It's some conference with teams in North Carolina and South Carolina. <laughs> the Carolina Conference. High Point. No, the Carolina isn't even a Division One school league conference. These teams are Division One teams. Oh. I've heard of this conference. What is it? The Big South. They are in the Big South. You know what league they're in, Nick? They're in the Big South. A word? Yeah. All right, I'm going to consider High Point. We'll keep that for now. Chattanooga and Wofford, one and a half point separation there. Don't know anything about them. Uh, Iowa and Maryland. I seem to rec- remember, for what it's worth, Yeah, I think Liebs likes Chattanooga. Well, good for him. Let him bet them. Maryland and <laughs> Iowa. Iowa is a five and a half point favorite against Kevin Willard. I like Kevin. He won for me some money about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're getting five and a half points. I think I'll avoid that one. Maryland's uh, 11 and 8. Iowa's 11 and 7. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. Mercer and the Citadel separated by one and a half. Texas State at Troy. Troy's eight and a half point favorite over Texas State. What are we looking at there? Troy is eleven and eight. Texas, Texas State seven and twelve. I think that might be a good one to take. All right. Georgia State and Marshall, three-and-a-half-point separation there. Davidson at St. Louis, two-and-a-half-point separation there. NC State and Virginia. You make a lot of money betting that Virginia won't lose at home. And they are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Virginia, but, both teams 13-5. and five. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try Virginia, but I'm, I'm not sold on them. Not sold. That could be the one that blows up my parlay. That'd be, that'd be fitting. Uh, all right. McLean screws it up for you. Let me see if there's any others we want to take instead. James Madison is a seven and a half point favorite of Old Dominion. That's on the road, though. I uh, don't know what to make of that. Lafayette. JMU Lord. 17 and two. Yeah. And J- Old Dominion's playing without their coach. And they're five and 14. On the road, though, you know, they don't, they don't wind up. Teams don't wind up 28 and two. Somebody beats them. It's college basketball. Makes me nervous. I'll come back to that. I'll, I'll include it, but we're, we're not going to take all these. It's too many games now, as we're finding out. Miami and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a four-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Miami, since Louisville beat them, has been all over the map. Not trusting that game either way. Lafayette and Loyola, two teams not very good, I don't think, this year. Lafayette and Loyola, two-and-a-half-point separation at Loyola. I don't think I'd touch that. Uh, American is a ten and a half point favorite at home against Holy Cross. Look that up. Holy Cross has struggled. I know that. So how good is American? Uh, American basketball. This is probably going to come up as Team USA. Oh no, it's not. Look at this. All right, Holy Cross is five and fourteen. American is ten and nine. Stupid question. Where's American? Washington D.C. Uh, like I said, stupid question. Um, man, Holy Cross is not very good though. Take a chance on that one. Uh, Navy and Bucknell. Bucknell's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I wouldn't trust them. I saw them early, and I was not at all impressed by Bucknell. I like the guy. He's a very nice man, and I'm rooting for him. He said, you know, he wrote me a nice note at the beginning of the year because he knew Jim was the coach there. But um, he's in his first year, and he's uh, having a little bit of struggle. All right. Um, all right, let's go see. where we got to close that. we got to go back to college basketball. We're almost done. Uh, Army and BU. BU is a six and a half point favorite. Army is what this year? Uh, Army basketball. I don't think they're very good either. I don't think so. Basketball. They are five and fourteen. Yeah. What is BU? Not very good either. Seven and twelve. Nope. Losing team at home, you can definitely get beat. Bradley against Murray State. That's a dangerous game. Murray State's getting eight and a half on the road. They're both pretty good, I think. What is Bradley? Bradley is 14 and 5. And what's Murray State? Murray State's 8 and 11. I thought Murray State was better than that. All right, I'll try Bradley. We're going to have to get rid of some here. There's too many games here. Richmond is very good. 
Mm-hmm. Very quietly good. They're seven and a half point favorites. They always seem to be. Always over George Washington. How's GW? GW is not terrible either, though. No, they're fourteen and four. And what's Richmond? Thirteen and five. No, you avoid ones like that. Uh, Charleston Southern. Your uncle Gary used to coach at. They play Winthrop. Winthrop's dangerous. Winthrop is a three is a six and a half point favorite there. I think we'll avoid that. Uh, Rhode Island and Fordham separated by a basket. Wouldn't touch that. Alabama and Auburn wouldn't touch that. Okay, so this is a plus four forty seven. That is some long odds there. Do we want all of those games? Here's what we'd have. It'd be seven games. Kennesaw State at home. High Point away. Troy at home. Virginia at home. Madison away. American at home. Bradley at home. That's it. Do we do that? Do you want to do that? Pretty good payout there, my friend. Plus four forty-seven. You lay twenty dollars down there, you get one hundred nine fifty-eight back. I'll give it a go. It's a lot of games. All right. Wish us luck. So, right. what are the odds? That's our. Um, I just told you four plus four forty-seven. Plus four forty-seven. Sorry, I was, I was refreshing the text line. Okay. Here's my bets. Here it is again. It's. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, Kennesaw State. High Point, Troy, Virginia, James Madison, American, and Bradley. And then thanks to Neil, I put uh, George Kittle under receiving yards. Yeah, I did too. I had a free bet for that. So that's so. what I did. And then I'm pretty sure this other bet's not going to win. I have the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Mm, yeah, that's not, you're not. So They won't close that out, though, because the Super Bowl hasn't been played yet. I was yeah, like, right. guys, I won't be offended. You can say that bet lost. I'm pretty sure they're not going to do a recount. I've got four open bets. I have my burning money parlay. I've got uh, the under, under 60 and a half for George Kittle in the conference championship game. I've got a parlay, the Harbaugh parlay. Oh, yeah, you did. I thought I did that, too. I don't see it here, though. I guess I didn't. Pays almost 69. Nice. Um, Pays 69 for what, a $10 bet? Yeah. I could cash out now for $20 and make 10 bucks on it. Because half of your parlay's in. You already won one. Right. The bet, by the way, was that both Harbaugh's would win the championship. Yes, yes, right. Um, and then I have a New York team, the Islanders, Rangers, or Sabres, winning the Stanley Cup. What's the payoff for that? Uh, $90. For $10 bet, yeah. Islanders, Rangers, or Sabres? Yeah. Well, the Sabres are not very good. Nope. The Islanders just got Patrick Waugh as Patrick the coach. Waugh. That's bizarro land. He's not a bad coach. He's, no, I know, he's but crazy. the traffic on Long Island will drive him nuts. He'll get to games and kill people before it starts. <laughs> he is. The opening faceoff, he'll just be climbing over the bench and punching players on his own team. He's a legendary lunatic. He is. Uh, but see, I, I... But Lou Lamarillo loves that. Lou Lamarillo is the guy who runs the Islanders, and he is mad that Le- L- Lane Lambert, or whatever the guy's name, Gord Lambert, Lane Lambert, Lane... You know, Kiffin. Lois Lane. I don't know what the hell the guy's name was, but he was the coach of the Islanders, and he was too easygoing. And uh, he didn't like that. So he brought in Patrick Waugh, who is a certified lunatic. Do you want to you want to know a fun fact about Lou Lamorello? We'd love to. He used to be the Providence Athletic Director. Yes. We want to know his first hire was? Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. All right. There we go. What do we want to know? Come on, Bob. I was trying to. Yeah, come on. Bring something. Bring something we don't know. Bring something we don't know. Like the guy who invented Silly Putties was a general electric engineer who sold the rights to it for $147. Boy, was that a bad decision. (sighs) He had himself a nice dinner. That didn't work so well. Clearly didn't work. Somebody wrote me on yesterday's show, and I mentioned that, that Silly Putty used to be manufactured right here in Louisville. Is that the Silly Putty? Is that true? I'm not sure. Louisville low-key, pissing Jamie off if he's listening, um... Is home to a lot of random things, like oh, yeah. disco balls. No. Evidently, we well, baked all the cookies for like. Here's another. I have had a bizarre life. I'm sorry. You can hate me, would like me, whatever. But I've had the most bizarre things happen. These guys of all people. I don't know why they'll enjoy it, but I think they will. Doing the show on WHAS before we moved over here, and it was a Sunday show. It was a forerunner to this. I talked about every damn thing under the sun, mm. and I found out I had been traveling because I was still coaching. Went through an airport. And found out those yes and no games. Oh, yeah. That's you right. Get the, you get the yellow pen. Have you seen those? You, know, and you they, get them like at airports yeah. and stuff. And then you, yeah. you go and you write on the thing and it'll unveil something. And you can, there's a whole bunch of them. There's trivia. There was a basketball, football, sports games. Well, the trivia game 
I, I like trivia, so I had the trivia when I'm playing, and I look, I was like, this is kind of cool. And I look at the bottom, and it's made in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, right. So I go look it up, and I found out the reason that they did is it was a company that provided dry cleaning supplies. And this was a way to um, kind right. of protect, the, if you wanted information that was protected, and then you could reveal it with this yellow pen. I don't know what purpose really? it served, but that's what it was. Yes. Huh. Okay. Well, then they somebody said, hey, you can make some. Uh, some. I had the guy. So I called <laughs> over there. I got yeah, the guy on the show. I put him on the show, and, and I did a poll. And typical of me, I get excited about very mundane, silly things. And so I got all fired up um, uh, about this thing that this yellow pen that I'm not sure. I just thought it had something to do with dry cleaning, but I don't know what purpose it served. But that's what it had to do. So I raved, and, and I was amazed. They make it right here in Louisville. How cool that is. Their next trivia edition that they came out with, I so love this. You know, there's four answers. Three of them were wrong, obviously. So the question was, he announced his return to the NBA with just a two-word fax, I'm back. And the choices were Charles Barkley, uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, and Bob Valvano. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, I'm a wrong answer in the trivia. Yes! That's, that's that's the second most coolest thing you can do after being an answer in a crossword puzzle. Ah, uh, yeah, that was. Have that's, you ever been an no. answer in a crossword puzzle? I, I wonder if my brother Jim has somewhere. I remember there was we were at Amici's, a local yeah. Italian restaurant. I'm not sure it's gone. still there. No, yeah, it's I, think, I think it was a victim of the pandemic. But we were eating, and what their thing was, they had trivial pursuit questions at each table, and we were reading them. And there was one. It was like. This North Carolina State basketball coach was ousted after the oh. book, and you're just looking at it, and you just ripped it up, and we're just like, yeah, enough of that. Yeah, and I was just like, that's funny. Uh, we want to know Wednesday. Uh, I know we got to take a break and get CL on, but some things people don't know are from Louisville. This is only in your state. The Happy Birthday song. Yeah, I knew that. Disco two, two balls. sisters, right? I think two nuns wrote that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, two Louisville sisters named Patty and Mildred. Oh, I don't know if they J. were sisters Hill. like they were sisters or sisters they were sisters. Maybe I thought they were nuns because they were sisters. You know what I'm saying? No, I think that they're sister sisters like by okay. blood. Patty and Mildred J. Hill. Disco balls. The Louisville slugger bat. Well, there's a shock. Uh, Reynolds rap. Yeah, I, you know, I've always wanted to go to the Reynolds Rap. There's a factory here. Yeah. At least there was. I don't know if it still is. Flavored chewing gum. Really? A high percentage of chew, chewed gum today is flavored in some way. Whether you like wintergreen or hubba bubba, you can thank Louisville pharmacist John Colgan for that flavor. Colgan created the first stick of flavored gum by adding a powder called tolu to ordinary chewing gum. The Thanks, result John. was called taffy tolu. Wasn't that a girl you knew on the field hockey team? Taffy Tolu? No, to- Tulo. Oh, Tuli. Tuli, yeah, yeah. Tuli, yeah. She married my uh, good friend Jake. They have uh, the most adorable babies. Uh, mint juleps. The cheeseburger. Kaylin's 2020. Or 80-20. The Kentucky Derby. Enamel bathtubs. But what did they use these? Like metal? I guess. The enamel bathtub was first produced in Louisville in 1856. How about that? Okay. And then Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> it just says on <laughs> Great exports. Silly Putty was at least once, maybe still is. Look at the packaging owned by a Louisville company. We'll have to go online and look. Because Silly Putty has a fascinating history. As I told you, it was invented by the engineer. They, they, they wanted to do it for... Oh, I know what the substitute was. I couldn't remember. Now Silly Putty is owned by Crayola, by the way. Yeah, which is in Pennsylvania because yeah. we went to the factory. Formerly the Binney and Smith Company. Is that here? I don't know. Binney... In Smith. All right, but here's the deal. In the, I remember this now. World War II, most of the rubber... No, that's just Crayola's precursor. Ru- rubber was... I, you just jump in there, and then I don't know what the hell I was saying. There was a shortage of rubber, obviously. Right. All the rubber had to go for, to for you know war effort, the war effort. Right. So they were trying to come up... The GE uh, uh, engineers were trying to come up with a substitute... Um, most of the rubber, I think, came from Japanese-controlled countries. So obviously, that wasn't going to work in the Second World War. At that time, we were the largest producer of oil in the world, so they could make uh, uh, 
substitutions out of oil. So, um, or maybe I'm confusing that with plastic. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, it might be plastic. So forget that. Forget that first part. The second part is true. <laughs> we want to confuse you We Wednesday. want to confuse you Thursday. We'll do that tomorrow. But no, this was definitely the second part is true. They were looking to make a substitute for rubber for the Second World War, for whatever the reason was, because right. all the rubber we have is going to war efforts. So the GE people working on it, and they kept trying and kept trying and kept trying, and unfortunately... Uh, in the U.S., all rubber products were ra- ra- rationed. Citizens were encouraged to make their rubber products last till the end of the war and donate spare tires and boots. I was right. Japan invaded rubber-producing countries as it expanded its sphere of influence, and so rubber was vital for the production of all those things in the war, rafts, tires, vehicles, all sorts of things. So they had to come up there trying to come up with a substitution. They came up with Silly Putty. It didn't do what they wanted it to do, and so they sold but the rights fun. to it. Well, no, they didn't know that's what it was going to be for. So this guy bought it for $147, kind of with the idea like, take a flyer on it. And so he did and realized, hey, this thing could be fun. It, it bounces. You can you can put it on the color comics, and then you right. can get the face, and then you could pull it and make it silly. And You could eat and, it. Or wait, no. You don't want to do that. <clears throat> so they decided to market it um, in 1949, and it's unbelievable. Here it is. Already $12,000 in debt, Peter Hodgson borrowed $147 to buy a batch of the putty to pack one-ounce portions into plastic eggs for a dollar, calling it Silly Putty. Initial sales were poor, but after a New Yorker article mentioned it, he sold over a quarter of a million eggs of Silly Putty in three days. That's what this film shows me. If you can, it's a one in a million, one in five million shot, but if you can hit it, you go from zero to a million if you sell toys, if you find the right one. It's unbelievable. And this was one of them. He was almost put out of business in 1951, Hodgson, by the Korean War silicone. The main ingredient in Silly Putty was put on ration, harming his business. But the year later, the restriction was lifted. The production of Silly Putty resumed. Initially, it was targeted towards adults. However, in 1955, the majority of the customers were aged 6 to 12, and that's because... Hodgson produced the first televised commercial for Silly Putty, which aired during the Howdy Doody show. Nice. And now the kids bought it. It did make its way. You might have heard of one of those, is it a wives' tale, that supposedly astronauts brought it into space? They did, but it had a practical purpose. Oh, to clean that, stuff. Stu- no, stuff that was floating through the cabin. Yeah. They stuck the Silly Putty on the dashboard or whatever it was and they took whatever tools they had and they put them in the silly putty so they wouldn't float around oh in okay nice. so that was very cool silly putty inducted into the national toy hall of fame may 28th 2001 one more and then by promise because i love toys door toys this is this is um this guy uh it's a long story i'll try and make as short as i can because we get to a break um he bought he was uh, he bought the rights to – he was a designer. It's not as easy as you think it was, the slinky. Everybody sees it and says, oh, it was just a spring. It wasn't a spring. They had to find – he had to do a whole bunch of testing and find the right kind of metal that, so it would behave the way he wanted it to. It's actually a Swedish blue metal. And the guy finally hits it, and he's got it, and, and it's, it's fun. He goes to – he can't get anybody to carry it because they all think he's nuts. What, are you going to sell a spring? He goes to a department store. I forget which one it was. Um, I think it was in New York, and he sets up a display, and he does that trick with the slinky. Most of you have seen where you start it going, and it walks downstairs. Yeah, walks the stairs without Well, wait care. a second. That's Everyone the key to it here in a minute because the, the – the, uh, so now the people start buying it. So it starts taking off. So he's got a chance to make it go, and all of a sudden, in the middle of all this, he decides he's going to be a missionary. He's walking away from this, and he's he's not going to sell. And he leaves the company to his wife, and he leaves her too. He just goes, and she is like, "What the hell?" And she manages to try and figure. She's the one that called it a slinky. They were trying to name it, and she had the dictionary, and they had all these terrible names. She came up with the name Slinky. So now he dumps the business on her. She doesn't know what she's going to do. They're not selling. He was a good salesman. She's not going to the department stores and doing all these demonstrations. So they try and get. Uh, she says, "You know what will make it go? What'll make it go is if you give it a song." Jingles in the in the sixties uh, was were very big. Beer companies, everybody had j- jingles. Right. So she commissioned them to come up with a song, and you just said it first thing when I said Slinky. What'd you start singing? You sang this. Walks this. the stairs without a care. Walks the stairs without. 
their fortunes around do you guys have slinkies no your generation no i mean yeah we yeah we used to well i didn't mean now i didn't suggest you were playing with them in the studio i meant did you own one in your we got we got a few in the back (laughs) um yeah no growing up we definitely had some because that's what this thing is amazing how some toys have just lasted from generation to generation slinkies i do remember we our slinkies were like more plastic though yes they started to make plastic they they made them like rainbow color and they kind of sucked if you yeah no i remember like being very disappointed yeah no the metal trying to push it down the stairs and i'm like did you know one last thing and we'll go to commercial mark they also could get stuck they were used during the war again it's amazing how many things were used during the war they found out if you extend it you pull it all the way out it served as an unbelievable uh radio antenna really yep they used it and they they helped use the transmit signals take a break we'll come back cl brown joins the cspn 681057 tired of jumping from job to job How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.